Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I am your host, Mahad, and today we'll be reviewing another exciting race in Baku. That was an absolute wild one, qualifying and the race. We saw red flags, we saw crashes, we saw tyres blowing up, we saw absolute madness today. And we'll be talking all about it and talking all about Formula One this week. So I'm joined by Richard. How are we doing? Not too bad, bro. Not too bad. Almost a successful weekend, apart from Lewis crashing out. You know, certain man managed to get on the podium, and a certain man from a uh, south of the border of France, you know, ended up going backwards, trying to do doing his best. Bottas impression, you know, but I won't speak no favor on that yet. Other than yeah. that, I'm all right. I'm all right, bro. That's all good. That's all good, man. I just want to remind people out here, um, you don't get points on Saturday, but we'll speak about it later. Um, Ads, how we doing, brother? It's been a while, Mr. Gasly. Yo, hey, yeah, yeah, it has been a while. Um, I don't know, many, many people might remember it from the f- first few pods and stuff like that. I've been trying to get on sometimes, you know, it's been a bit difficult, but you know, obviously, as CEO of Gasly Hive, and you know what happened this, you know, this weekend, uh, I just had to come through, uh, put down a bit of propaganda. Well, it's not propaganda, actually, it's proper truth. I only speak truth out here, you get me? So, you know, just uh, like talk, like talk. Some people need to, you know, um, I, w- I won't mention names, but, you know, we know who we're talking about right here. Some people need to, uh, you know, be reminded of who the real star boy is. You get what I mean? So, uh, you know, light talk, light talk this uh, this pod. Uh, you know, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, man, no worries, man. We needed you here, man. Gasly on the podium. You know what time it is. And yeah, we're talking about Kunle. He's talking about Kunle. If you want to, if you're listening, <laughs> to watching, he's talking about Kunle. Shameless guy. Anyways, CC, uh, CC, Mrs. Mrs. Perez. Well, today is a good, good day. That's all I have to say for now. Lewis is a fool who needs to be slapped because what was that? But 
nothing nothing can bring me down from Perez. My my shining star. Anyone who knows me knows exactly what it is. So yeah. Listen, yeah. I know you was jumping up and down. Look, listen, 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 we've been waiting on it. Only me and you <sighs> got faith in this guy. Look, everybody else was, He deserved what? it too. He deserved it too. No, 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 no. You guys are moving mad. Excuse me. No, to be fair, to be fair, the only thing was after like race four, when people started to get on me about where Perez was, it was acceptable because even me too, like I was like, I was yeah, because these guys were applying pressure. I didn't apply. <laughs> but regardless, yeah. Regardless. But, you know we're gonna speak think... about. We're gonna speak on that. We're gonna speak. <laughs> you know on that. I've, I've, already think... shot, think... I've already shot the yeah. cost. I've already shot the cost. Thanks. Anyways, Martin, how we doing, brother? After your I'm... WWE rant last week. Oh, I'm good. I'm back. Loved it. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You know, just barbecue some chicken. Time to barbecue butters. Let's go. I'm ready. Oh, oh. Uh, listen, every, I think everybody Yo. on this pod is going to take shots at Bottas. So if you are a Bottas fan, I don't think you should listen to this one. I'm not going to lie. I don't think they exist. Yeah, fam. you and all cheer you out. Just, just don't listen. listen. A certain cast member tried to sell the stocks on the low, but he didn't realise that they're not taking no more sales. Still no, more sales the line, you know. Again, he's talking about Kunle, guys. <laughs> and people are watching. Yeah, they don't need to do certain cast members. Kunle, again, we're on to you still. Um, firstly, before we get started on the pod today, uh, sign up to the Discord. Um, the link is in our Twitter bio. Follow us on Twitter. Absolutely all over that this weekend on Twitter. Tweets were flying about. If you ain't following us at Pitstop Racker, I don't know what you're doing. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe, as always. That really help us out. And if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, please give us a five-star review. That really helps us out with the algorithm as well. So we'll get started today. Firstly, on Quali. And Quali was an absolute madness. Everybody was writing off their car on the same corner. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if people were not used to Baku. Because I don't remember people crashing on turn 15, personally. But um, firstly, Richard, what did you think of Quali? And why was everybody writing off on turn 15? Fam, turn 3 and turn 15 was catching bodies all weekend. Yo, them stewards were throwing up red flags like they were part of the Bloods. I swear to God, fam. Yo, <laughs> like the Yeah, they were super Pyro with the red bandanas <laughs> all day, fam. <laughs> At tier 15 and tier 3, I thought, shit, Crip's going to come out. <laughs> no, Lando's probably going to say he's a Crip now and all that shit. Alpine, Alonso. I thought all them man and Bloods would say they're Crips. No, you hear this Pyro from the stewards. <laughs> nah, listen. Um, I don't know. It was... It was, do you know what it was? I think a um, couple of men were carrying too much speed. You know, I don't know if it's one of them, like, deceiving corners. Like, um, I don't know if it's, like, 10, 11 or something in a Bahrain. One of them that catches you out. And you think, oh, shit, I've carried too much speed. And you just go straight on. But a lot, a lot, of, a lot of jobs seem to be doing that. I know, obviously, Snowden done that to write off Q3, like, to lock off Q3. Obviously, to a certain man's um, benefit. Um, Danny Vick as well. I think he done on, like, 10, 3 or something as well. Um, even Max went off and all stuff like that. I, I don't, even, I don't even know because like these, man, these men do the um, the track walk, and they have the simulator. And a couple of them have raced there in F two and F one before them. So I don't know why you know two years out, all of a sudden man are just you know crashing everywhere. Like the cars aren't that much bigger from two years ago, if they're not even bigger at all. Like 
So I don't, I don't know. It was, just, it was just a weird one. It's like people just lost the senses. People just like misjudging the corners and whatnot. I went just from the rookies. It was from experienced guards as well. So it was, it was, it was entertaining. No, to be fair, I heard it was like the most, the joint most rare flags in like quality and like for a long time or like ever. So we definitely got an entertainment with. And yeah, I just, listen, it was something different then. You know, no one got seriously hurt. It's entertaining. So. Yeah, yeah. We, you know. thankfully, thankfully nobody got hurt. That's, that's a, a certain driver on the grid wanted um, some people to get hurt uh, after this interview yesterday talking about, oh, hopefully there'll be some crashes tomorrow. And guess what? He crashed out. Um, Boy. I, 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 I want to call that crashing Boy. up. <laughs> but Boy. we're going to speak on that later. Um, yeah, that was a bit shameless from Max. I think his head was hot. It happened two races in a row. Um, his head was very hot. His head was very hot in that interview. Just to give listeners um, some viewings and just just some, give them an idea of what happened. Um, Charles Leclerc, P1 again, back to back. And he never finished, uh, the qualifying session never finished again. So I don't know about the merit on that Q1, uh, that that um, that P1, but um, he stuck it on pole, Hamilton second, Verstappen third. And uh, session got locked off because Yuki Sonoda and uh, Team Order signs um, binned it in Q3 and um, that's what happened and um, um, we're going to have to speak about Leclerc still because um, yep. Le- Leclerc's moving uh, a lot of people take stock in polls shall we start and... on his uh, shall we start on his Fugazi lap first of all okay go, go, go ahead because I know I know Gasly was putting in a storm of a lap he was how right. close off f- um, third as well um, so, yeah, tell shirt. us about Gasly's yeah, yeah. lap and tell us about um, um, Mr Fugazi I'll just talk about all of it We'll talk about yeah, go ahead, right. go ahead, go ahead, Ads. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so basically, I don't know where he, he, this guy, yeah, this guy Charles is doing some mad juju somewhere in his little paddock thing, yeah. Because I don't know, this guy got the toe from the gods, you get me? Just random, just just air, just blowing him down the track. He got some random Fugazi toe, managed to get it up to to to, to P1, and then he thought, oh, you know what? Snowden's just crashed in front of me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Tokyo drift into the runoff. And then it's going to look like that, that Sonoda was at fault. But in fact, it was actually my fault. And then when I tried to actually pull this up, people were actually getting on to me. I was like, oh, but but what? Because Sonoda crashed. I mean, like, brother, he's the one that spun off. You get me? Anyway, let's not talk too much because fact of the matter is, once you once you think about it, you know what? There's actually not any one of his podiums or wins that have been legitimate. You know what I mean? Like if we look at Monaco, yeah, same thing yeah, happened, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. If we look at I Monaco, if we look at all his yeah, okay. If we look at all his races from uh, what was it, 2019 or 2020, all in an illegal car, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Ah, dummy or in the engine. That's what they were doing. Ah, you see what I mean? So okay, so if we look at if we look at um if we look at Singapore. The one race where he actually qualified first, but you know who won? Vettel won. You know why? Because he knew actually had to race. Um, if we look at Russia, uh, the race where Vettel was actually in front and and got him, but his car actually uh, broke down. He had engine problems, um, and he couldn't finish the race. And Leclerc, did, um, what was he? Did, did he manage to get a podium or not get a podium? I'm not actually. Uh, I can't remember. Listen, that one. yeah. Listen, let me tell you right now, yeah. This man yeah. has nine podiums and two wins, yeah. He's got a Fernando Torres at Chelsea conversion rate. 
This guy <laughs> is missing open goals. Mm. I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> I don't really see people with negative, uh, have way, way, way more polls than they have wins. This man's got two wins. It's looking higgy. If I start getting out stats, I start looking at percentages of um, poll <laughs> conversions, he's down there yeah. with Bottas and them, man. It's not looking so good for him at all. And, um, Fam, he, I look, he's, but he's, he started on P1. He started on P1. He started the race. And hmm. we're, we're going to talk about the start of the race because a lot happened on them opening laps. And um, Charles Leclerc was, you know, I think he was a, a victim, you know, several times on them opening laps. Um, CC, what happened to Charles at the beginning of the race? Honestly speaking, I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I wasn't. I was very focused on Perez, so I wasn't really watching. Perez had a start because he had an amazing start, so I wasn't really watching um, the care like that. However, what I did see was when um, Hamilton just overtook him. It was just. It was just. It was easy from what I remember seeing. It was just a straight overtake, and um, I think for the Verstappen one, did he look? I can't. I really wasn't paying people attention. People were walking past him. That's why I stopped Because man weren't defended. People, people. So I don't know if it's. I don't know. So obviously with Ferrari, the only reason why sometimes I feel like I'm not maybe as harsh on him is because I don't know what Ferrari have done and how they've managed to get their car up to a certain speed. Because comparing it to last year, this is far better. So I don't know if they're driving almost at, we've got maximum speed that we can from this car, but we are compromising on other things. This is the only, because I can't, I can't understand why there's like no defense, why people were just passing him. And even, even at, sorry, I know this is not opening, but I, even at the end, when um, Gasly was on him, I don't, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying, why I just don't know. I, his defensive driving was non-existent, but then again, I haven't seen signs really defend too tough this season either. So I'm genuinely questioning Ferrari car and I'm questioning if they've sacrificed some things in order to get up to race pace. Because if we if we compare it to last year, I wasn't even expecting them to be like starting P1. Like that wasn't, if anyone had asked that last year, if we look at all our predictions, nobody was p- putting Ferrari up there. So so he's not been great, but I still, a part of me just doesn't know if it's him or there's more at play. I think the problem you know with what... Leclerc was um, he didn't have no to talk um, in that opening lap. He was basically the toe for Hamilton and Hamilton really needed that toe as well just to stay with in, away from Verstappen. So Hamilton was using that DRS that he had on Leclerc to get past, to, um, yeah, to, to, to create some space between Verstappen, but in a way it kind of hindered him to a point where Leclerc, because that Ferrari is really lacking in straight line speed, that's what I noticed this weekend, like there's straight line speed with non-existent. When they're coming down the straight, it's just like, it's like a tractor going down the down a hill, um, up a hill. It just was not there. So when Hamilton realised he kind of had to like listen, um, Verstappen's getting too much on me. He had to go past um, Leclerc. It's like he was probably hoping that Leclerc would be able to hold Verstappen up a bit as well. 
so he can try at least pull away. But that Red Bull as well, so quick in a straight line as well, that it just did not, it just did not work. So he just ended up just, the car just kept falling and falling and falling and falling to probably where that Ferrari belongs. I mean, he did, I suppose he did well to keep it within like top five, top six. Um, but yeah, it was, it's really lacking that straight line speed, which on that 1.4 kilometer straight just does not help at anything at all. Yeah, and I just I don't think they can be def- I don't think they can be defensive. I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I'm not not really like that that much into cars like that. But I just can't see how I when you see them when you watch it, the reason the reason why they always try and perform as well as possible in quality, I feel like in the back of their mind they know that sometimes more than likely they are going to drop back. But the higher up they start in the higher up they start qualifying, then less they drop back further so I, I still think they are operating with a relatively considerably weaker car than say red bull or mercedes do you know what it is as well is that um ferrari managed to pattern like um how the speed in low and uh, medium speed corners but in straight line speed there's no existence this is why they're so strong at monaco and this is why they're so strong at baku so it won't be surprised at more races that you'll see them perform at you know where there's a lot of Traxford sort of medium speed corners because that's Ferrari's strength. This is why on the streets, you know, Leclerc was getting pammed, even with no DRS, Lewis went past because they're just hitting in the SIF stream and the non existent, you know, um, straight line speed, the Ferrari has the vulnerable. But even still, I didn't I didn't really expect Ferrari to fall back as much as they did, to be fair. And, you know, Leclerc only got end up getting fourth because, you know, Max crashed out, and you know, a couple of my older man crashed out, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Or not, it, it could have been like a horrendous day for them, really. So that's one of the reasons why Ferrari did so well, as well as, well as capitalizing off the toe of Lewis in qualifying as well for Leclerc. So that's one of the reasons why you'll see, you know, the shock, you know, results from Ferrari, but they'll have strong weekends, really. Yeah, I, I don't think they're as strong as the Mercedes or the Red Bulls in terms of the whole like race pace and so on. But they have got that one lap speed, and these type of street circuits are going to favour them quite a lot. So we'll see what happens with Ferrari. They're not as bad as people thought they were going to be. So if you are a Ferrari fan out there, just take some encouragement from that. You guys are getting points. You're getting you you kind of uh, dunking on McLaren a little bit right now, which is hurting me because Ricardo is not there still. But we're gonna talk about Ricardo as well because it's we're gonna have to, room. man. Because because I know we said I know we said mid-season in it, and I don't know look, Martin is rubbing his hands. I know because he's been waiting for it, yeah. But it's 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 a, it's a one-man job. It's a one-man carriage job by Norris right now. And it, it, it's looking real, real bad for him. But we'll see how it goes between um, Ferrari and and McLaren in the battle through the season. And um, thinking about um, later on in the race. Um, so, as you said, Max, um, Max Lewis and uh, Perez overtook Leclerc with ease. And then it was a little bit of a battle between um, Verstappen and um, um, Verstappen and um, Lewis. And then the pit stops happened. And time and time again, we see Red Bull putting in these 1.9s like it's nothing. Just throwing them out there. Like it's like it's Lewis fastest laps. That's what, they, that's what they're doing. Every single time. And then Mercedes had a howler this weekend, just in general. No points on the board. Zero points on the board. So we had we had uh, Lewis's mistake that we're going to get onto at the end. And we had the pits crew 
and we had Bottas. Martin, I'm going to come to you on this. What's going What's going on wrong with Mercedes? They had a howler this weekend. And wow, what's going thanks. on with Bottas? Wow. Uh, let me let's talk about I want to talk about the, about the pit stop first actually because I feel like I kind of disagree in terms of I don't think Mercedes actually messed up much this weekend in terms when they got the strategy in turn they almost got the strategy right if it wasn't for Dr. Helmut Marco making that phone call telling after Alpha Tari to pit and hold up Hamilton is it, Hamilton's not in that position is he so yeah, I think they did that stopping actually 2.2, but because Hamilton actually couldn't, it would have been an unsafe release and then he would have ended up getting like a five-place grid penalty or 10-second stop and go. It just It's just not worth it, is it? So you can't really blame Mercedes for the pit stop because and as I said, as you saw, when Verstappen actually made this pit and he came out, Lewis was in within that two-second window that he was held up for. So it's... Not, it's kind of like a, it's an unfortunate situation that happened in that with that pit stop. So it's not that one of the times where we could actually blame Mercedes, but here is the big the but is with Bottas though. We can blame Bottas for everything on that. What we went we're wrong with Mercedes. He was nowhere to be found to help Lewis. He apparently they were allowed to pick the um, what type of um, wings they wanted. He ended up wanting to keep it the same, even though he knew that it would it would be um, it would be out. He wouldn't be he wouldn't get a better performance out of it, and he literally just cruised. Is being cruised because he was just getting pammed just on every every on the opening lap. He just get getting pammed four cars in six turns. What is that? That is just Richard Yogo. Fam, I've seen that footage here of him, yeah, him getting pammed by four cars and six turns, fam. Just given, just given space, yeah, and given room, and then it's been too nice. It's just, it's been way too, way, way too nice. I've seen man just hitting them up on the inside and even on the outside as well. I just thought, now, nah, what is this guy doing? No defense was, at all. No, he was just even when, off the racing line, like he was. When you watch when you watch the replay, he's literally not on the racing line. Everyone else is yeah. everyone else, including Mazepin, is on the racing line, but this guy is just off it. What are you yeah. doing? Did what you, hear? you know what we got you, you know what we gotta mention? You know what we gotta mention? We gotta mention the fact that That's okay, go, yeah. go on us, go on. No, I, all I wanna say, I just wanna mention that Latifi was actually in front of Bottas um into the second red flag. That's all I wanna mention. That's Ooh. it. Boy. Go ahead. Who? So, so <laughs> that is, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is just some, some, um, I think yeah, I think it's just some uh, some. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. I think he's from um, some some weird country with like like blue star on it or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> some weird place like that, man. He's, he's one of those men from Quilly's country, man. He's one of them ones. Oh, oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I wouldn't know nothing about that, but yeah, I don't know. Just some like random guy was in front of him, you know. Um, but Norris, yeah. Norris actually said Norris actually said while driving because um, boss is making bare mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were telling Norris, okay, go go for Bossas, go behind him. He was like, I can't. He's making so many mistakes. Da 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 da. And you could see him. He was like, <laughs> all over. Oh, no, nah. Norris is 
Okay, he, Norris is not a baby anymore. Like, he's, still, he's, still, he's like, what's that? This is your like. That's the senior man, junior man. Like your junior, your junior is saying that you're you're basically fucking up the thing. Like that's it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. I know. Someone who's had who's in their third season in F one compared to someone who's in the eighth. I think it is now. Something yeah. like that. And my yeah. man's saying, yeah, you're making bare mistakes. I can't even go back. Man's That's embarrassing. Yeah, my basically said, I don't trust myself to go past him because he's making that many mistakes. Like, I don't... That's that's what he basically said. He said, I don't no, no, trust myself said, to go past him because he's... They said, go for him. They, they, someone, I can't, whoever his radio person was... Man, man, man's treating him like Mazepin. Bro, I don't know what this guy is doing. I'm saying when I heard Norris say that, that's when I knew that he was that's when I knew it was finished. I was like, this is finished. Because he literally said he was like, Norris is just he's like, Bottas is just making so he's just making so many mistakes. And even Norris sounded like not surprised, but almost like yeah, a like, bit baffled in it. Yeah, a bit baffled. Yeah, like, like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, he's just making so many mistakes. And you would think after Toto came to his defense and saying, "Yeah, like we're not going to get rid of anyone mid-season," and after his whole drive to survive, I'm going to be on a different wave. Da 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 da. You would have <laughs> thought. You would have thought because I was I was thinking, okay, yeah, maybe this season we're going to see a little bit more, but. Guy couldn't even beat um, Hamilton in rock, paper, scissors. That's not even... He, he, I don't know what he thought he was going to do this season. That's right, I really don't know what he thought he was going to do this season. My brother, my brother, my brother, listen, yeah. We're going to just go... He was overtaken by Jovanazzi like he was... Blue flags were waving. Jovanazzi. You're on a merch. We're going to talk about Jovanazzi, though, because he had a good weekend, though. Yeah, Jovanazzi had a good weekend. He's had a good season. He's had yeah, a, he's yeah, had yeah, a yeah. decent season. He's fighting there. for his life. <laughs> 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 this guy's job is on the line, man. <laughs> man, man, Callum Arlott said, nah, nah. I'm not on it. Nah. Do you know how much yeah. man Ferrari in the Ferrari program? They're, they're, they're buying. That's, this that's guy, crazy. I, I, looked, I Googled the, the other day. Yeah. I Googled the other day. Yeah. Joe Vanassi is a grown ass man, you know. That's what 26 man. What's Boy. Boy. you know. Well, we'll That's, yes. age. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize, Kunle. That was that was that was. Kunle, it's catchy, it's hey, listen, I just, I, listen, I just went, I just went in the WhatsApp chat right now. I just told him, listen, brother, just skip this pod. Don't even, <laughs> don't even bother it. listening to it. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Kunle, you can uh, answer for your crimes on the next pod. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Bottas. Back to Bottas. Um, Cece, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, uh, is he, so- is he going to get fired? Mid-season. End of the season, yeah. End, is it so, end of the season or is it going to be a mid-season so, too? So I'm gonna, so I am gonna say end of the season purely because Toto came out and said that they wouldn't, so they will not. And I thought so if they hadn't, if they had, I feel like I feel like low key they're even they're even upset that they said that they wouldn't because it's like after they spoke, he got worse. And I genuinely <laughs> feel, no, yeah. I don't really feel like if if they hadn't said it. If they hadn't come out, thrown shots at Red Bull, done everything, he would have been gone. Mid-season, gone. I'll give it to him Because they've done all of that, I don't think they I think they'll keep him till the end. But he's definitely continuing after. 
the problem the problem with uh, Mercedes is while I don't even even if they did have a B team, I don't think they would do it anyway. I think the reason why Red Bull are able to get away with it is because they have these guys under like a Red Bull contract in it, so they're not really assigned to Red Bull or Alpha Tari. Like they, you can move them in between, you know. So it's like um, with Mercedes, they don't. I mean, while George Russell is at um, is it Williams? Williams, yeah, Williams. It's not actually like Williams aren't the Mercedes B team. They're just kind of using Mercedes just so they can get their parts and while they while they're struggling. But the thing is, I don't think. No, I think if they wanted to, they could. The thing is, Russell, Russell is a Mercedes employee, regardless of whether he's driving in that Williams, he is a Mercedes employee. So if they wanted to do that, they could. And you also yeah. got to consider Ocon is there as well. Even though I think his situation is a bit different, but they've got Ocon's two side. very capable drivers there. You know what I mean? Okay. Deal with uh, Renault or something like that now. Okay. Okay. But hold, you know what it is? On, yeah, I that's why really I think his situation is different. The thing hold is, on, on, my point is, depend. It doesn't. I kind of feel like whatever the situation is, contracts or no contracts, to a certain degree. If we forget about all the politics of where they sit, I think Mercedes won't drop Bottas mid-season. I just don't. They've come out too strongly to turn around. And then do it unless something awful happens. I just that that next. Step I don't think any. I don't think anything performance-wise will have him fired mid-season. I think. Um, I think just regardless, considering what Red Bull have done and the fact that Mercedes. T- oh, I think we lost ads there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, you know, that's what I'm gonna say. Let me let me just say this. Yeah, the reason why I think he's gonna get fired is. Mercedes has not really been in a situation where their constructors is in jeopardy. When they start seeing the gap getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger because solely because Bottas is not getting the points that Perez is getting, and then they're looking at it like financially, look, we're going to finish second in constructors now. This is this this is a risk. We can literally swap Russell and Bottas right now and do that and possibly recover that. That, is it, could, yeah. that could be the reason why. We listen. F one is ruthless. We're I know, talking say all he wants. Yeah, we ain't gonna do it. All these teams are ruthless. At the moment, even but, with that, even with that, sorry, uh, just a point I'm saying. Uh, even with that, we lost him again. Just to tap in, just tap in real quick. Uh, Russell is immediately gonna come in and become a better driver. Even, even with, but I, I'm not seeing her saying Bottas is. The, the the best driver and he should he should be there. Obviously you know I'm slandering him like the rest of you. But even then with the experience that Bottas has yeah I know sorry I'm crying out loud because of my Wi-Fi and my wife is like really bad. All right, um, hey, Richard go ahead. Richard go ahead. Yeah sorry just to tap in real quick um just to say just to touch on what you said Mahat I think they're only gonna get rid of him unless they mathematically or close to mathematically lose constructors because what other point would you have to have? Okay, let's let's say hypothetical situation. Let's say they get into Lagos. I think that's like round nineteen or something, and they lose the constructors like mathematically. What would be the point of keeping all the bottles for the rain four races when you probably got the possibility of bringing in? I want to see how Russell gets on. 
you can do like you can use that that little end of season, if you will, the last four races. See how Russell gets on because there's literally no other papers apart from loyalty for you for them for you to keep all the bottas really. Because if he's disgraced you all season, okay, the DNF start he's had the season, they they haven't been as fault, fair enough. But when you have been racing, you've been going backwards, you've been getting smacked up by not only midfielders but back markers as well. And you're in, you know, in the the top two fa- fastest car, um, the first or second fastest car on the grid. There's no reason for you for when you have a bad quality to not make up places in the race. It's not like you can't overtake. Well, obviously, this seems to be the case this season. But what what else would you need for you to prove your way up to Mercedes? Like, because I said, if they get second now, it's going to kick off. Like, we won't see it publicly, but it'll kick off. Like, just Valtteri's going to move mad. And then Toto's going to move mad. He'll probably, like, you know, sack him, as as you said. Like, there's no... The, in the promises he's putting in, and he's saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna move mad this season. I'm going to do better. Like, you're not proving that on track, though. You giving all this was off track, and then you're not um, putting it down on track. It means fuck all. So, yeah, I, before when I had said it, like, at the start of the season, I thought, nah, there's no chance. Now, when I'm seeing the performances he's putting in, it's looking not that mad anymore, really. So, yeah, if he doesn't pattern up soon, he might. It might even happen in the summer break. There's a four week gap there. They might even take the risk. Oh, that's that's been Georgian summer break before spa. He might even do that if it gets too bad. But yeah, that's what you see. You know? I think there's so many tracks though that um that is only what six races in, and there's what minimum at the moment twenty two. Um, races that, that we have, so there's what my math 16 races left. So, you and it, and this isn't a strong track for Mercedes. I know my boss hasn't been performing well, even at the Miss. I don't think we've actually reached this track where Mercedes are strong apart from Bahrain. Um, so when we get to those the spas and the other other tracks where the Mercedes is normally quicker, I mean, you will probably see. A better performance out of Bottas, hopefully, and I think that's just probably what they're holding on to at the moment. So I don't, I don't really think it's really. While it may be a lingering thing, um, I think it's just more press talk at the moment rather than actual Mercedes. I don't, I don't even losing one championship. I don't think Mercedes will. I think they'll take the hit if they believe in what they've got next year. I think they might just take the hit for one year. Um, I'm gonna. I. I'm going to have to disagree because I think at the end of the day, they've had what seven constructors they've done. They've done certain things. There are certain, certain standards. When you hear Toto talk, he talks like a champion. Bottas doesn't look like a champion, doesn't help towards the championship. Doesn't do like, in my opinion, at the moment, he's been useless before every, what Bottas' selling point was, He's dependable. He's there as that second person. At the moment, the only way I can describe it is now look at Perez and look at him. Perez might not have might have a very poor or substandard quality, but you know that he's there. You know that on everything else, even though quality is probably his weakest side, he's still got more stuff to, to offer. Tire management. Mr. He's Mr. Dependable for Red Bull. 
And at the moment, you can see it. Max went out, but they still got the points. They still got majority of the points because Perez was right there behind him. If if Lewis had gone out, but um, it was like a bot, it was like a, a, a Max Perez Hamilton Bottas, then Mercedes are still picking up points. But he's at the moment he's no longer. I feel like his use is obsolete because he's not even dependable no more. Yeah, uh, do you know what? Yeah, enough of bias. I'm not gonna lie. He's he, he's stinking out the joint. I'm not gonna lie to you. We already know the writing's on the wall. He's not gonna be a Mercedes driver next year, regardless of what's happening. Um, he's. Do you know what? I we usually use this as a benchmark to say, "Oh, look, they're both in the same car. Look what Lewis is doing in the car. Look what Bottas is doing in the car." Listen, Bottas stinks, man. This shouldn't even be. A, we shouldn't even use that line anymore, man. He's just trash in that in that seat. It shouldn't even be the benchmark. Anybody could be better than Bottas in that seat right now. We saw Russell slightly, slightly insecure. I don't even rate Russell highly like that, but he's clearly better than Bottas. And if that move's going to be available, they need to be doing that as soon as possible in my eyes. But uh, we'll move on from Bottas. We're probably going to be speaking about him more this season. So, yeah, apologies to anyone that listens that likes Bottas. Sorry, man. We're just going to have to keep doing this because if he keeps on doing, keeps on putting in shit performances, keeps on getting dunked on six times in one lap, there's nothing we can do. Um, more something more serious that happened this weekend. Firstly, um, Pirelli are capping, saying, "Oh no, it wasn't our tires. It was um, something else. It was something else." Pirelli's moving mad as always. And today we saw Stroll high speed. Um, was it left rear that blew up? And he went into the wall and it was quite a scary accident. He was quite shaken up on the radio as well. Um, it's it, it, it's one of those things that you don't like to see in Formula 1. And um, the same happened to Max. Max was um, on the long straight and rear left blew up, went into the wall. I don't know how much speed he was going down. He's probably going 150 miles per hour down that road and um, got into a serious accident and was out of the race. Um, shout out to our followers though because we've got a picture of Max kicking the tyre and thank you for everybody that's on all our Twitter followers because we got some we got the Van Persie hitting the volley uh, we had Iron um, Robin at Old Trafford we had all of that Van Basten um, lots and lots of different memes I think that picture is going to be iconic in F1 history now for Max Verstappen um, but on a serious note um, tyres Pirelli uh, Richard, what was going on, man? What happened today? Boy, um, well, I was doing a bit of research just before the pod, and apparently the, the tyres are like a grade softer compared to last year as well. So a lot of people thought like that was the initial problem. But um, when I was doing research, I found out that um, some tyre experts or whatever was speaking on it, and he's basically saying that the shoulder basically of the tyre that meets the tyre wall which is basically the weakest part of the tyre, like kept on stretching, basically. Because what it was is that Pirelli knew that um, like they've had the issue with the tyres before, obviously with Silverstone last year, when the front left kept blowing out, like happened to Lewis, happened to, I think, Bottas, happened to someone else as well. So they upped the PSI up to from 19 to 20 in order for it to handle a bit longer. Because obviously when the PSI is lower, you get more grip. But you're more risk to the tire being like mashed up, but obviously when it's higher, it's it can like last a bit longer. 
So what they're saying is that um, the weakest part of the tyre was going through a lot of high loads and it'd be mostly where the start of the the long streets, like that that, uh, that left and that right. And then obviously the long street itself and under coming under heavy braking before turn one, it was because it was constantly going through those sorts of loads. Um, it would it, it would have been at the point where the tyres just gave up and that's one of the reasons why also because the, the my rebel was saying, look, we had no indication that this tire was gonna go. Like there was no warning light, there was no like to say, oh blah blah blah, there was nothing. But apparently we're like, oh you know, it was probably Debbie or something or whatever, whatever. It was no fucking Debbie. Like them marshals, they like they patterned like most marshals patterned the track when like you know, there's been an accident or there's been a bit of Debbie and whatever, whatever, whatever. Like it was no Debbie. This is just Pirelli. Like I can't recall the last time we had source like incidents like this was um USA 2005 when the only the Bridgestones worked with the tire was caped with the, the tire loads over the banking and the Mitchells couldn't. That's the last time I, I can recall top of my head we had something as like severe as this. We probably had other instances, but I, I can't remember. So you better stop asking on it. So it would have been literally like they've they probably can't a chance to design a tire where they want it to last for a certain period, but they also want it to perform in a certain way as well. And they can't get that balance right where it's like, if they want it to perform so high, it ends up being a lot weaker than expected. But if they want it to perform so long, then it doesn't perform the way they want, they want it to in a, basically in a certain way. So what it is, is that we need to bring back like, you know, Michelin and Bridgestone or whatever back because if this is going to be the recurring theme, someone's going to get in a bad accident. Like, so it's going to get to that point where that survival cell might not protect where they need to protect or whatever, whatever. So, okay, for example, if let's say, so obviously they they the the concrete wall. If it gets to a point where, let's say, someone hits that dead on, let's say on the long streets or whatever, that could be, like, really serious at the, at the cost of the tyres. So, probably needs to pattern up. Stop going for softer compounds than usual. And pattern pattern the tire wall basically, or else, as I said, if if it gets to another city, if he God forbid, even get another death, like then we're just gonna have to look at Pirelli differently, because we can't have this carrying on, and because it's costing Lance points, and it's costing Max points and tire race. We don't we don't want this tire race to go down to shit tires. We want it to be down to like driver error, chassis. But we don't want it to be the case of we're looking at Pirelli. Okay, what are you man doing? Why are you choosing this compound instead of that compound? For your hard tire, so that's that's yeah. that's what it is basically. Uh, listen, even FIA they're moving mad because why does Red Bull have to tell you we didn't get any indication that these tires are going to blow up? I think you should do a red flag. Why are you getting? You should know that it's a red flag situation. Let's get everybody in there so they can change their tires. This is a safety concern. FIA didn't even have the nouse to say, okay, this is a red flag. This this person's tire just blew up on the straight for no reason. I think we should get everybody in there. They had to be prompted to do that. So this is a problem with Pirelli. This is a problem with FIA not really taking action, checking uh, the, the loads of the tyres and so on and so on. I mean, it could be a further issue. And we don't want to see people getting hurt in Formula 1. We don't want to see people dying or getting into serious crashes. Um, CC, go on. I just wanted to mention that I believe Hamilton, I don't know if it was even this season or towards the end of last season, 
whenever they would go to tracks, because obviously Hamilton was saying about how at one point he was re- doing a lot of reading on tyres and trying to improve all his knowledge and understanding. And he said that at one point he was like, I don't understand why they keep on going softer and softer. He had mentioned it from, I honestly believe it was last season towards the end of the season. And he mentioned that they had going, they were going softer and softer. And on the mention of safety, if you look at the stroll accident or incident, let's call it, if he hadn't had gone into that wall, which was dangerous in itself, and if he had blown up in the middle of that track and there was another car coming up behind him, that would have been horrendous. Honestly speaking, when, think- you, when, when you look at when you look at where when you look at where he was and you look at, at the point where his tire because your tire if your tire goes, it goes anywhere. And if you look at the point where he was, if he hadn't had spun off to the side in a sense, if anyone was behind him, that's two free. It's that could have been far it could have been far, 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 far worse. So they definitely all FIA really all, all of them need to talk to each other and have actual actual conversation because even if we forget points even forget everything just for the safety of of the sport in itself you should your car is meant to be safe i don't understand there's so there's so so many upgrades to keep cars safe for it then to be a tire issue that is avoidable for it to for it for that to cost yeah, or cause injury or shake people up because Stroll sounded sh- shook. He was like, "Oh, like, yeah." A, a point I wanted to make is a point I wanted to make in the fact that um, the 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 position in where um, uh, Verstappen's tire went out and he crashed onto that uh, on on the main straight. I think Latifi was actually close close by behind him, or he was coming in re- at a really quick pace behind him. So the case was that that could have been a really dangerous that, that that was already a really dangerous situation and it could have been way dangerous if that crash had turned out worse. So the 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 dangerous situation was there. And the point I w- also wanted to make is uh the fact that the we're at a really, really critical point at, uh, in time right now in F1, where we're looking to move on to the next stage, essentially, with new cars. Um, new, um, you know, and and the way these cars are going to work are going to be quite different to the way the cars work now. The fact also, uh, the fact of the matter is also that Pirelli, Pirelli have been trying to update their tyres for quite a while now and have been unsuccessful in doing it. If we look back to when testing, I think last year, um, they've been trying to test new tyres in Abu Dhabi and even testing this year and testing, uh, yeah, testing last year after Abu Dhabi. Um, they've been trying to test new tires and stuff like that, and it just hasn't been successful. That feedback from the drivers hasn't been good. Um, all this, uh, this, this, and that, and the fact that the tires are getting—they're trying to make the tires softer—is actually really worrying because you're looking to have faster cars, bigger cars, with more emphasis on aero and how the uh, you know air flows on, on top of the car and, and, and things like that. To have tires where you're making them softer because uh, I assume because you want to maintain this kind of like tire strategy aspect of the race and stuff like that. And you don't want tires to last too long at the cost of what, like safety, you know, um, things like that. That's unacceptable. At least to me, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, a few other people might agree with me, but you, 
first of all, you're affecting the driving. The driving's not going to be as good because you're trying to force some kind of like race strategy. And the the racing was, uh, I mean, the, you're you're compromising on safety, which is too. I think, which I think the compromising on safety part is the the main part, the most um, critical part of the whole situation. You should not be compromising on safety at all uh, in any case. And the fact of the matter is, if you're having soft tires, which are more prone to blowing up in really critical situations like this, it's really bad. And you should, regardless of the money that you've invested in it, you should be looking towards the correct path, which is harder tires, stronger compounds, which can last. And then you worry about race strategy at a later point. I think it's, I think it's, it's like you've got this two years in a row now that it's happened to multiple cars. So obviously we had Silverstone last year, it happened to two cars. Um, and most famously Hamilton, when he finished on three wheels. And then again, now you've got um, Verstappen and Stroll, who it's happened to, and they haven't been able to finish the race and end up crashing into a wall. So, it, so and especially on a street circuit, it's like, you don't, I think out all the tracks you don't want anything to happen on, you don't want it to happen on a street circuit. So it re- it really is something that FIA and Pirelli have to do. If, if it is it complac is it the problem complacency with Pirelli that they're not taking it as serious because they're not worried about other competitors coming into the sport because there have been talks about tire people coming in before, but then they've also come out and said we're not interested in getting back into F1. I don't know what a contract situation is with whether F1 has a contract with Pirelli where other tyre manufacturers can't come in, but it's getting to a point now where it's, it's more looking like complacency because this is what, since since the hybrid era, it's always been a problem with Pirelli and tyres. So, it, they, do, you prob, FIA probably have to bring in, or F1 have to bring in another manufacturer just to add the competition aspect is so Pirelli stop messing up like this. Like, we need, as, as everyone's saying, Driver safety should be paramount. These guys are going, especially at a, um, a straight where you're going at 200 miles per hour, you don't want anything to happen. What if the car flips over? What if anything else happens? The driver could be done. You just don't want these things to happen. So it is, safety should be paramount in these situations. Yeah, well said by all of you. I think that's that's the key point out of this, um, especially with how shaken up Stroll was. It was a very, very dangerous accident. And, that's not the kind of things that we want to be seeing in Formula One. We just want to see safe, competitive racing, and it shouldn't be the talking point. We shouldn't be need to have in this conversation about Pirelli and people um, crashing into walls at high, high speed. Um, it's not something that we want to be talking about. Um, but um, obviously, that was red flagged after Max crashed into the wall on the straight, and um, there was a, a, how many laps remaining? Only a few laps remaining. That's Two four. laps remaining. It was four because he crashed on forty-seven. Safety car for lap, lap, lap and a half, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, so there were two more laps. Listen, more laps. Max, when it comes to max crashing, be careful what you wish for. That's what I've got to say. It's, hey, it's, it's calmer still. It's calmer still. You, you, you said, I hope. Let's. I hope. I hope it happens again tomorrow. And look what happened. You almost caused a big accident, right? Because of the time bill. Be careful what you wish for. The, the internet was suspiciously quiet before that. Let me, I'm just going to keep that. Before that accident happened, and then everybody was very, very gleeful when Max went up. 
which is a bit sad still, but that's just how it is, you know. The staff and the haters are out here. Listen, um, as long as Paul P- PDR was quiet, Paul, um, Paul the rest of got quiet, I did not care at all, bro. Uh, listen, listen, we're going to speak about that guy later, man. Don't think you don't think you got away. You ain't getting away from this one, honestly. But um, on, the, um, on the restart, everybody went into the pit lane. And we had a full restart again. And um, Sir Lewis Hamilton, the GOAT, had an absolute shocker. Absolute he needs some shocker. slaps. I'm so he, he needs, needs some hold, slaps. He needs to hold some slaps. I'm so, Listen, every, everyone makes mistakes. No, so nah, man. No. Nah. Even when he came on the radio and was like, I'm so sorry. It's because, yeah. I know it's only sports. I know he's not a doctor. I know it's not life or death. But did you guys watch what he did? Or is it just me? All right. For that. I'll do this for the benefit of the listeners. Let me just describe what happened. So, uh, full restart, uh, Lewis Hamilton's the second on the grid. And um, turns out that he had, um, I think, this brake magic switch that kind of yeah, like yeah, switches yeah, the, off the brakes. No, no, no. It basically what it does is that um, he, set, he, he turned the magic setting off before the race, um, before the race restart. And then when he's upshifted, he's turned it back on by accident. So basically, what that does is that that um, front, the front brake brake bias goes up to seventy five percent automatically. But for some, so when he's slammed on the brakes, obviously he's locked up and just went straight on. But for some reason, the rears weren't working either. So basically, he had it in the wrong mode, accident without realizing, and then just you know, fucked up his race really. But it's funny as well because when before the restart, his brakes were cooking. Like I just seen bears everywhere. You know what we've seen, but we've seen, is, we've seen, we've seen this before. I cannot remember what race it was. His, I know exactly his, what you're talking about. See, he had, the, yeah, this was, yeah. it was pretty similar. Yeah, it's not like his brakes were, were overheating. His brakes weren't overheating. They were just really hot. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, it but was that was a, that, like people were like, oh, that had an influence. No, it didn't. It actually because mm-hmm. I've no, seen, no, no. we've seen it before. I honestly, yeah. I cannot tell you where. 100% seen it before it was calm <laughs> there were certain cars on that same grid whose brakes were smoking as well if you look yeah, back at that. so so, so, he made, so, so he, 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 go on Ed, go on yeah no I, I, I was just making the point that the, he, for, for people to say that his brakes overheated or something like that because that's what I was seeing on the timeline that's completely untrue his brakes were fine the case was that with what Richard said there's been an issue with the brake bias on some of his brakes and it, they just haven't worked as as they were supposed to. No, he made um, him. It was him. Yeah, so it was him. Yeah, he he then, admitted this. He admitted this came, on the radio. On. As soon as soon as it happened, he literally came on the radio and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, guys." The it's only thing I wanted, yeah, the, the oh, only yeah. thing I wanted wanted to say was, I don't know if you know when he was so comfortable for a while, and I'm not saying he's always been looking forward to the competition, but sometimes if you haven't had that kind of competition in so long i feel like sometimes you you can make mistakes i think it just shows that he's still it's still a competition it's still human like there's still human error that is possible although every commentator was gagging and having so much fun on it and they're all pricks for it but the truth of the matter is it does it does show that like even the best of the best of the best can mess it up. And I was so upset because this was basically his chance to 
get maximum points and pull away from Verstappen, who was getting zero points at this point. Yeah, both of them. I must say, I don't think nil point today. So it didn't I must look say, like I don't no, think no he change. Would... Go yeah, again. I don't think he would have won the race, though. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he would have won the race, though, because um, I was gonna I was gonna uh, speak about this when we get onto the driver of the day. But Perez, honestly, um, a lot of people saying Vettel was driver of the day, but Perez was driver of the day for me, like no doubt, like. That whole race, Perez is is he's he's P two or he's 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 P one, and he's got Hamilton on his tail the whole race, and he's defending like he's just regular, he, like he wasn't even he didn't even worry him. So I have no doubt in my mind that on that restart, regardless of what Hamilton's race would have been, he Perez would have taken that win. So I'm not sure because if you watch the start, if you watch the restart. Hamilton got the jump on him, and if his brakes hadn't failed, he he should technically have been able to pull off. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. even still, it would have been either a. I mean, I'm a Perez person, so you know, Perez one, Hamilton mm. two didn't matter to me, or Hamilton one, Perez two. But the point is, he had a chance to get a lot of points, a lot more than Max, and make that gap big instead of a one, two, three, four point gap. And he he just he blew it. That's just I think, uh, I think he was uh, he was a bit he I think he realized that there was he when the race was going on under the safety car he realized kind of you know you know that moment of realization that uh, I'm not going to win this I'm going to get second just take it home and then obviously Max's tires have gone out or he's going to get third or whatever because that time Max's tires haven't gone out so he's you're in third. Nothing's gonna happen. You're just like, you know what? We'll take just take it home and then we'll go again the next race. And I feel like with this time with Hamilton, it was like, oh, um, that moment of realization that like, okay, we, we actually have a chance here. And I think he might have just been a bit too excited. You know, you just he's like a bit too excited, and it's like he just wants to get off of, at a better start than he I mean he than he did again in the opening lap as well. We didn't exactly have that the best opening lap as well to get um to take on um Leclerc. So he wanted to get a jump on um Perez, which he did get the jump on Perez, but I, again it's just that it's a simple it's a simple mistake so sometimes you just overlook and as he said it's a humbling experience and hopefully we just don't see something like this again because this is a set I mean, to be fair, I, I love Hamilton, so I'm not being I'm not being harsh on him, but this is the second time. The first time he was able to recover and come and finish second, so it didn't affect it. And the only reason why this time it wasn't this mistake wasn't as costly is because Max was out. Technically. If if we're if we're being real here. It's so he needs to, to concentrate. Use his head. Sorry. <laughs> Now listen, listen, even the goal can make mistakes, man. Baku's hot, man. Man's, man's sweating out here. It's just, it's all so much, man. The funny thing, though, the funny thing is he, he was all saying, oh, yeah, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Then why did man sprint 100 metres straight because, like? because, yeah, Hamilton Madness. is known for playing these mind games. So, like, I'm not even, I'm not even surprised. I don't even, none of that surprises me and I don't care about any of that. My point is, you knew... In your head, you knew what you were going to do. 
And now, and that's why he said it's a humbling experience. Maybe because he was too focused on, I don't know, playing these mind games that you yourself went in check. I can't say because obviously I am a massive Hamilton fan, so I'm not gonna sit here and slander him. But yeah, this, he got. Off, let's just say he got off kind of lucky on this one. Yeah, he's lucky. I, I, want him to do, I want him to do number eight. I want him to do eight. So this was a good chance. And Mercedes, compared to the Red Bull, Red Bull have come out on top in terms of the car. They, they, it's, they've had a better car this season so far. Even though these the tracks haven't been their best, da, 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 but still, from what we've seen... Consider, considering where Bottas finished as well and where Perez finished, Red Bull's eating today. This, yeah. I know they're probably they're crying because of how Max went out and stuff like that, but they're still eating because they had a man on P1. And yeah, it's advantage Red Bull now in terms of constructors. Yeah. Um, unfortunate for Lewis, but there was other some some other racing going on on that restart, and the man himself, Gasly Starman Starboy, <laughs> was racing out here. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm gonna leave, I'm not even gonna say none. I'm gonna leave it to ads. That's okay. Go ahead, man. Tell okay, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Honestly, with Gazi's weekend, um, I mean, it's been last. It's, it was last weekend and this weekend as well. I mean, I would have, I would have talked about last weekend as well if I was on the other pod. But we'll talk about this weekend. Honestly, I mean, he's had a really good one, really, really good weekend, even without the podium. Um, his free practices, his Friday, his Friday sessions were okay. They were pretty good, but I mean, obviously, we don't really look at Fridays like that. When he came to Saturday, FP three, final few minutes, he gets that P one, and obviously, I'm getting very, very excited. I'm thinking, yes, we're finally going to be. We might get a podium. We might qualify and podium. Uh, we might qualify one of the podium spots. Um, coming into qualifying, obviously, um, Q three. Um, it, it was great that Yuki uh, actually managed to get into Q3 and you know do his job for once. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, excuse me, so uh, no Yuki Sander, no Yuki Sander here, no Yuki Sander here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to keep it short, you uh, Q, Q3 went really, really well, and honestly, even with the toll, if we put toll tax on it. To get three, uh, well, two, two microseconds, two microseconds of Verstappen's P3 podium. I think that's amazing. So that lap was really, really good. Obviously, we got a Q4, it was slightly, slightly disappointing that we can get in the podium. But I mean, with, with Valtteri, uh, I'm not with Valtteri, sorry, uh, with Max, Perez, and Hamilton, um, you know, all vying for that top three spot, getting Q, uh, P4 in the race would have been amazing. So we go into the race and obviously in the race he 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 has a the the start his his start was pretty good. Um he he managed to stay in touch with uh Le, uh with the um the top three. Obviously Leclerc was the one that was falling back back back. So I was hoping that Gasly could possibly catch up to him. Uh but that wasn't really the case, but he's drove the, the important thing was that he drove a consistent, steady race and he uh within touching distance of the uh top three, which is what in fact got him the podium at the end. Because if you stay within touching distance of that Q3, you run a consistent race, you're always gonna have a chance of getting that podium. 
So even with certain people who say that, oh, he was never in, he, he was never, you know, he, he was never really in contention for, for the podiums and um, he never actually, you know, finished a lap in those podium spots and things like that. What I say is that if you're consistent enough to, to, to stay within touching distance of those podiums, even in, in a car that's not strong enough where you have maybe two, you know, three or four teams with stronger cars than you, for you to be staying within touch of those podium distances to the point where any, you know, crashes or um, DNFs and stuff like that, you can take advantage of. Those are the important, you know, situations right there where you will um, get podiums and get points and stuff like that, which will count at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So it, in in Gazi spot and even with any smaller driver spots to to be able to get that, I think that's the, that's the sign of why... He's such a good driver for me because even in, even with weaker cars, he's putting in performances. He's putting in performances that you should expect from like a Ferrari or McLaren, like to get their P four and stay in P four and stuff like that. That, that. That's that's amazing to me. And if you know, it's good that I mentioned McLaren because obviously there's another driver in McLaren right now, um, <laughs> a, 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 a an Australian one who seems to be stinking up the joint. And obviously, a few people are talking about, oh, whether he's going to be here next year. And obviously, what I've been saying on Twitter, if you've been following me, you know, if we might be seeing Gasly in the orange if we're talking about him not being here. You know Whoa. what I mean? I'm just speaking it into existence, oh, okay? I'm just speaking it into existence right now. You get me? Well, Maybe Ricardo there's has a to few, look, you know, look over his shoulder for Gasly. If Ricardo has to look over his shoulder. I think certain people need to be looking over their shoulder because... If if Gazdi's getting a podium before you, I think I think so. Is that right? I don't want to be lying on the pod. <laughs> what for, no, for McLaren? Mean, no, Ricardo is thinking at the joint this year, so don't worry about that. Yeah, he hasn't got a podium, right? Yeah, so if 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 Gazdi's getting podium in 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 an Alpha Tauri uh, before a lot of these drivers, they need to start looking over their shoulders. You know what I mean? And Gazdi's been racing, been having this is his his second season where he's having a good season. You know what I mean? So. You know, to, to so so I don't talk too much. Obviously, Gazi had an amazing race, um, had a great quality and an even better race, keeping in touch with the with the, with the um, podium spots. And you know, Gazi had way eating. You get me? Way eating Gucci. Eating lovely, man. And to yeah, think lovely. that this man, man might not have a job next year. That's craziness. Someone is <laughs> oh, just like a I just want to say on the pod. I just want to. I just want to say on the pod. Yeah, Matt had in the group chat and on Twitter as well. He's been fiending. He's been fiending for this every single time. Guess he has a good race. Yeah, this guy is coming in with his. Oh, you know what? Ah, uh, you know what? You know this unemployed guy is having a great season. You know it's gonna be mad. You know it's gonna be mad on his CV when he's trying to get a, a few races in 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 the in the five hundred or something like that. You know what? Yeah, listen, just, listen, just listen. Talk, talk, innit? Talk, talk. La Man's Gasly, you know? Soon come. La Man's Gasly. Oh, okay. We'll see. Uh, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm we'll joking. See, we'll I, I don't know. They, they just, you know how for F1, that sometimes the chips mm-hmm. fall, man. There might not be a seat there. And you know how mm-hmm. his relationship is with Red Bull at the moment. I don't think it might be a resanting. Helmut Marco would rather have a man in Knightsbridge working in that Alphatari shop. It's it's looking <laughs> nuts, man. Um, but hey, and your boy, Gasly, and your boy, P3, Yuki. man, stock it on. Yuki as your boy, well. Your boy Yuki might be heading to Super Formula soon, the way he's cussing no. out his engineer. Uh, listen, Yuki, <laughs> Yuki needs to stay calm. 
Yuki, yeah. I, listen, you know what, bro? Man, five laps in. There's headless. Are you? Uh, are we? Uh, can we do, talk about that? You know, yeah, you know what it is, though. The is he actually he put in a solid race considering it was his first time on the track. Like, I think he did. I think he did relatively well. I mm. don't know if it's the adrenaline. I don't know what possesses him, but you need to relax because these people are not your mates. Either, and like, yeah. like <laughs> no, because the thing is, like, they came and they said that like he's been putting in all this work, like how he thought he could rely on like natural talent alone, almost like a rookie mistake. And he's gone in and he's put in the time, and you could see it because his quality, um, even his like race, like he had a he had a, a very decent race. He was P seven, he was like P seven for a while. Like he he put in a very strong, like to me for your first time on that track. Good for you. It's the manners that are absolutely lacking because that's how he was shouting the, from the first week. And at first, everyone was like, oh, he's being um, passionate. But now it's turning to rudeness. So he needs to pattern that because rudeness doesn't fly either. Like as much as like, these are people that you want on your side. And if they think you're, I mean, Verstappen is a prick, but he's, he's a prick to the people who he knows he can be. And then to the people who he doesn't have to be, he's a kiss ass. So I think Yuki needs to learn that as well because if not, I feel like it's going to cause him trouble along the lines. That's all I'm going to say. Because I like Yuki, so you just I, need, like- I want Yuki to carry on doing it. I need, I need, I need him to talk to to Sean Madness. I need him to talk to I want him to be interviewed by Paul Dressler. He says, "Shut your mouth and just walk off." I need that energy <laughs> in Formula One, and if he's that guy to bring it, so be it. At the end of the day, he's a rookie. He's going to do what he's doing. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I want people to kind of put yourself in their shoes in a car. If you've got someone in your ear and you're going 150 miles an hour just talking nonsense in your ear, sometimes you're just going to crack and just be like, oh, shut up, man. I don't want to hear this. You know what I mean? No, but, because he's not, he's, not, he's not that much but of a... But remain professional. This is, this is the problem with having access to the radios and listening to the radios. Because you wouldn't be able to listen to a footballer on the pitch and hear what they're saying. Unless you were like really close to the pitch, they might be saying absolute madness on the pitch because you're in the sport, you're doing the drilling, whatever. In Formula One, everything's heard, and you have to remain professional and so on. Uh, it, it, it's a sticky one. Obviously, you have to because people are going to listen to it, and Yuki's going to have to learn over time. But um, he's a passion merchant. What can I say? That's All what right, he's on, man. Passion merchant. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what you want, man. What can I say? I'll, I'll use that, you know. I will use I, that. You know? Keep it, man. Do you know what? Yeah, passion, passion and desire. Yeah, okay. Passion like, and desire, passion man. He's all up. He's all up. He's all up. He brings everything to the to the race. Um, we're gonna move on. Gasly, fantastic. P three. This is the podiums that we like to see. We like to switch it up. Um, but we're gonna give you your chance, CC. Checo brings home first. We're going to speak on him. We're going to speak on the other guy that finished second that I can't really speak about because I've slandered him too much on the pod. I have too much evidence against me. Um, we're going to speak on him later. But Checo brings home first. I never expected it. I never expected it to be in Baku. But this guy lost the podium in Baku, to be fair. CC, take it away. How was, how was uh, Checo's race? So, I'm not going to lie. During like the practice, I actually didn't manage to watch the quality, but I watched all the practice stuff and he was flying, doing really well, looked really this was the first week where he looked really, really comfortable in the Red Bull car. Like 
I just felt he looked comfortable. I didn't want to get too excited because I've done that before. So I'm trying to keep it, keep it cool. But he looked very, very comfortable. Like he, did he finish? I think he finished first in one of the practice sessions or something. Like he just looked super comfortable. He was um, matching Verstappen just behind him, just in front of him. And that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted to see. And he said that he had, he even gave him one of his post interviews saying that like how he um, was working and him and the engineers had been looking at his racing and where he could improve it and whatnot. So he's been really working hard. I just want to put that. This is why I always felt like he would do well in Red Bull. He's got experience. He's got that know-how that the car is very difficult. We all know the curse of the second seat in Red Bull, but he's got that patience and that understanding to learn and to and to to really try and learn the car and see what what he can do and what he can't do. Race day itself, he put in an an impeccable performance. Like first, I think by the first lap, he had moved up two places or so. Like yeah, he P6 just... to P4. For, so t- from P6 to P4, so two places, but it was a very, it was very strong. Like it was just very cool, calm, controlled. He's always good at overtaking. He's always good at that kind of thing, which I, which is why Baku does suit him very well. So he did, he did, basically he did everything that he needed to do. Even when Hamilton was on his tail to a certain extent. He defended well. He drove well. He never really gave Hamilton a chance to even attack him like that in that sense because he just looked so comfortable and so stable in the car. Even his, um, even I think, was it, he missed, I think he would have even come out in front of Verstappen if he hadn't had missed his pit stop at the time when they wanted him to come in. I think there was a um Horner was having a conversation and they were saying that at one point he could have, his race pace was so amazing that he could have come out in front of Verstappen. And this is the first time that we've actually seen a Red Bull driver. Well, okay, maybe Danny in some ways, but in a long time, have we seen a second driver provide that cushion that Red Bull lacked with Gasly and with um, Albon? Now, obviously, in terms of the that he got kind of lucky in that Verstappen had the tire blowout. However, he kept he kept a cool head, and that's what he's and that's what he's known for doing. Do you know what? I love him so much? I feel like I'm really overselling him, but he know he kept such he kept such a cool cool head doing like racing. He didn't he doesn't talk too much. I feel like he's just he's your he is Red Red Bull's ideal second driver. I think for a long, I think they haven't had one of that for a very long time. And he, he is that person. Like even the restart, even though he didn't get, even though Lewis did get the jump on him, he was still head down, impeccable, just kept on going and finished and sealed it off. You see, when we look at Hamilton, not saying that Hamilton is not the GOAT, he's amazing, he's everything, but you have it in you to have to to lose to lose your head to to do to not finish but what he did was he did his job he was p2 remained p2 when p1 became available took p1 and grabbed it with both hands so i can't lie um today is a very 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 good day i knew it was coming i i, I was a bit sad that it has it took a, it took a little bit of time 
but this will also hopefully give him a lot of confidence moving forward so that he does know what he can do in the car and he knows that the car is not work it's not work it's almost not working against him a lot of the time you feel like with Albon and with um Gasly it was just like this there was just a curse but I feel like Checo might be the one to break it like Horner was singing his I've never seen Horner sing someone's praises like that except for Max but he was really doing it but it also shows his work ethic even I can't remember what race it was or qualifying and Red Bull lost all their pace and it just wasn't making sense Max turned to um to Perez to Perez to talk to him in a way where I feel like there was respect I don't do you know what Checo number one. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Let me stop talking. Checo number one. That's all you got to say, man. That's it, the man. The stocks are all time high. That's the it, stocks man. Stocks are all time high. That's is where you is where he is. He had his doubters. Listen, I used to pray for times like this. <laughs> I used to pray for times like this. Honestly, nah, like man. you have to give him time. You've got to give him time to get settled into the seat. That seat is a difficult seat to get into, and it, it has looked like the last two races is kind of putting it together now in terms of understanding the car and um, getting the best performance out of it. And he's experienced what, when you're dealing with um, your, your Albons and your, and your Gasly's and um, so on, they, yes, they are good drivers at the time, but they got talent because you have to have some sort of talent, unless you're Mazepin and Latifi to be in Formula One. But um, you kind of have to um, have that experience as well. And that's what Perez is bringing. He's bringing that experience, the years and years of F1 driving. Checo used to be that rash, um, inexperienced driver when he was younger. And it's like he's taken all those years of working now to to become who he is right now. And well-deserved, man. Listen, the last person that won a race that wasn't Max or Hamilton was Perez in second. So he's he's doing what he's doing, man. He knows what he's doing, man. So... um, Uh, Red Bull and Arsky. Red Bull nasty, nasty team. Why Red Bull nasty? Uh, mate, did you not see them um, hold him, hold him up for like another, like an extra, like half a second, and literally that half a second again allowed Max to get ahead of Checo. Nasty yeah, this guys. Is, this, is the, this is the strategy, man. This is the strategy. Oh, no, man. And then they told Perez hold up Hamilton. Yeah, but Perez knew what he signed up for, innit? No, 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 nasty team. Nasty team. This nasty is, team. This is like a driver. What are you supposed to do? Perez, do your thing, my brother. But you see the rest of them? I don't mess with the rest of them, bro. They, they got the mi- they, they, they got the minorities doing the 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 the, the, <laughs> the, hard work with the white man, you get me? <laughs> exactly. You know what? I, I'm not gonna lie, if Red Bull um, win constructors, we might not see mine again, you know. Mark's my Mark's my ghost. Nah, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> not coming on no pods, Red Bull are nasty, but look, listen, they do what they do, man. At the end of the day, yeah, man. you gotta have a bit of nastiness in them. We're not surprised, nobody should be surprised by that, and I don't even think Perez will be surprised by that if we're honest. Um, I think that people do it all the time, and with the championship being so close, why wouldn't they? I don't mean it in a nasty way, and you know, I'm a Perez, I love him to bits, but let's drive race. I just My think. I don't think, but 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 um, Mercedes did that to Bottas. When was it? And they told, and then Toto told him to give give up give up the position. That, that, that was that's different because it's not it's not they're not telling Bottas to give up the position um, because 
uh, because Bottas can't win. It was Bottas was really slow. He was running slow. So they said, Hamilton, Hamilton is faster. Let him pass. And Hamilton, I think Hamilton went on to win the race. No, and there Bottas was a race. Was, no, no, I'm not <laughs> no, wait. I remember categorically, there was a race where it was it was one of the championships when Vettel was really pushing and they needed, Hamilton needed the points. Toto gave the gave the instruction and told Bottas to move. On on a level, we've seen this is not, I, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not saying what not, what not. However, I am just saying that these kind of things. That doesn't suit my agenda. I can't lie. Even Perez. Even Perez. The driver's driving it. And then, listen, Verstappen can hold up Checker, um, um, Hamilton. And if he's able to, let him pass. But I didn't they let the drivers drive, let them do their thing. And listen, there's more races. It's early. It's early days. You can't just say, oh, let's try it. They're only, they're only doing this so Max resigns with them. That's all. That is all. So, no, no, do you know what? Yeah, listen, Checo won the race in it, so it's calm in it. Bottas was exactly. doing, Bottas was just, Bottas was just uh, doing slipstreams in Q3. That, that's what his purpose was. And well, he's never the mayor. That was it, man. Uh, uh, we're moving on to Sebastian Vettel, P2, the comeback. Comeback kid. Aston Martin, getting podiums. Um, I, I I couldn't really comprehend it. Um, as people may know, I spoke a lot about Sebastian Vettel in unflattering light, and he managed to get it from P11 to P2. I don't even know how he did it. Um, I'm going to ask one of you guys to break it down. Richard, you're going to have to break this down for me, man. How did Vettel do this? How did he come back? Boy, so it's a Vettel madness. That's all it is. It's just a Vettel madness. He's bringing the years back, you know. When sometimes used to qualify at the back for whatever reason, just cut through the field. Nah, but Vettel was Vettel was unbelievable today. I, I can't lie to you, he was unbelievable today. Um, he was on he was unfortunate to qualify P11 on Saturday. I think there were because there was a yellow flag in Q2, so he couldn't really improve on his time. But that means he had a um, choice of tires, which is good. So we started out on the softs, and his tire management and speed that he was producing was really really good. To be fair, like, really, really good. Like, it was the perfect balance of making the, the softs last. Because people were pitting, like, after, like, lap 9, lap 10, lap 11, blah, blah, blah. People were starting to stop. He went up to, like, lap 16. I think, according to Pirelli's graphic, that was, like, the longest, the maximum you can go on the softs. And he really, like, got the maximum out of it. As well as, you know, produce good pace. So, change to the hearts. And then, I think he came out, I think, like, 7th or something. I can't really remember. And he was still producing good speed. So it was cutting through the field, cutting through man, whatever, whatever. Of course, it gets and it was actually getting to a point where there was a possibility. I even said on the Discord that he might even dunk on Lewis. Like it was actually getting because he got up to like fourth as well. It's actually getting no, because he was his pace was that good. It was literally the case of like you could actually dunk on Lewis here. Like it's actually this is actually kind of mad. So of course, then about lap 48 or whatever, lap 47. Um, the crash. I mean, there's the crash, there's red flag, blah blah. Then they're like, Aston, like, do you know what? Fuck it, let's put him on softs. Tell him just boot it, just tell him just send it, go for it. I think, okay, it's go time. So I'm thinking, yeah, say nothing. Um, so at this point, he's he's P3, I think he is, yeah. So he's in, he's in um, podium pace, and then up into tier one, obviously, Hamilton with his big bias, blah blah blah. 
and then he's open to P2. I thought to myself, you know, the pace he's shown all day, I think he can actually win this race. I think, like, it obviously it sounds mad, but I think he can actually win this race. Obviously, that didn't happen. Checo, you know, held it down, fair play to him. I understand in some ways why people had him as their job today, but nah, man, it has, it has to be Vettel. Like, he gained nine places, seven by himself, two he can inherit it because of the crashes. Like, that was that was an unbelievable performance, honestly. With the trouble that Aston Martin have had, especially with their Ford issue, because they won a low-rate car like Mercedes. You know, it's been the case of, like, oh... You know, now Aston are copying, copying Mercedes and look now they don't have to fix issues. But, you know, six races in, they've managed to, you know, solve the issues. Because obviously they were, they were really strong in Monaco. They finished both P5 and P8 with both Seb and Stroll. And now they finished P2. And then Stroll was probably on course for like a, like a P9, P8 before they crashed or whatever. Because this is when before he pitted as well. So he starts in the hearts and then Obviously, he tried to do like the reverse tactic, basically go long on the hards and then change the soft. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But yeah, it, if Sheldon crashed, they would have been, you know, probably team of the day in my eyes because they got it absolutely spot on. And the flawed issues that they managed to conquer, you know, they managed to get it absolutely spot on. So in the end, it kind of proves that, you know, copying Mercedes maybe ain't that bad after all. It just takes a bit of. You know, a bit of ironing out, a bit of, a bit of cleansing. And all the, all this, because I've been in all this wass on the pod, and, you know, F1 Twitter, blah, blah, oh, yeah. Seb's washed, you know. Uh, da, da, da. Hocking out 2018, you ain't on piss. Say my name, brother. <laughs> it's not just you. It's not just you, in it? Yeah, you, you, no, but we're teaming up against Leclerc in it, so I'm not going to dunk on you yet. Okay, so, say no more. Yeah. So, you know, I've been in all this wass, you know, Seb ain't on shit, stroke, you know. People were even saying, oh, yeah, um, they brought in Seb to make Stroll look good. I'm thinking, you brought, why would you pay $15 million for a consultant, basically? Why would you do that? Who? Why, why, who why is Renault paying 15 million for, for a PT? For, for a driving instructor? <laughs> Fam, all this was like, who, who does <laughs> that? Like, man, so, man, Stroll isn't even worth $2 billion, you know? His money is long, but it ain't that long. To be moving out like that. I, so Richard, Stroll Richard, did well though. Richard, if he didn't crash, you? he would have got high points, man. High yeah, points. That, that's that's what I mean. If he didn't crash, the point where he's like P four, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he pitted, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's to yeah. be honest. Yeah. To be honest, I would rather have Vettel P two than Stroll P four. After what Stroll did in qualifying, there's no. I was I, my head was hot watching him P four while Gasly was in P five. Damn God, I I saw him crash and I was like, oh my God, is he? Is, is, is he okay? Is he fine? Oh, he's good. Oh, my days. I was cheering in my living room. Like, oh, my days. I was so happy. This I, guy. I, I don't want him again. Any points. I don't care. Horrible. I know you got I know you got Hot me up on Twitter. If you hear this, if you're hearing this on the pod, any Stroll fans, you can hot me up. I don't care. I'm so glad your boy didn't get points. I'm, I'm so I, I glad. Like Stroll, man. That's my guy, man. Come on. Hey, listen, this at the end of the day, big, big up, sir, man. All this, all this was people saying, you know, oh, Maybe Ferrari environment was a toxic firm. That shit is toxic as hell. You even see them drive to survive. Like, did we even get on to them about having a laugh, you know, because they had a bad race before that, saying, oh, don't smile. Da, da, da. Fam, he's in a good place now. Good vibes, you know, car sorted. He's sorted. He's got his head down. Now, he's, you know, he's bringing, the, he's bringing the clock back, you know what I mean? Proving his way from that. But, you know, hey. it's all right. He's, 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 a, he's trying to make sure look good. At the end of the day, he's a little driving instructor, you know. He's a little star, <laughs> man. He's washed. 
It's fine. Keep keep your comments. So it's only Alonso that's washed. It's only Alonso that's washed. Yes. Yeah. But okay, he got a P6, right. so we can't really back to the gym. Don't uh, know. That was just because uh, you get a little bit of a mare at the end. I'm not going to lie. You was, you yeah, was P5 you, and then he went to P7. You get a bit yeah, of let's stop some Yuki tax on that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's Yuki tax. So this is P9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuki dunked in him as well at the beginning. Yeah. Bro. That outfit was good this weekend. Yeah, edited. Yeah, And it was stuck. And he was stuck behind Bottas for the whole race, obviously. So, uh, one thing I wanted, one thing I wanted to note, yeah, is the performances of the Aston Martins and how Vettel and Stroll performed compared to how Bottas performed, because he was just chilling in that same area and then went backwards, and you know he just did reverse. The other two, the other two were moving forward. I know Stroll crashed, but these guys were moving forward. I swear it's the same whip. What's going on, boy? Same engine, same engine. Boy, it's uh, looking nuts. Uh, it's, it's Stroll's a better driver it's than Bottas. It's looking nuts, man. It's looking Bro, sure, in, yo, that might actually be a shout. Boy, right, that's the new that one. Might be a shout. That's the new one. That's the new one. That's the new one. Uh, moving on, though. It's time. We do this every week. We do this every race week. Mazepin Award. I've got the results here. This was a tight one. So with 24%, we had Latifi's engineer. So I don't know what happened with Latifi. I, I can't really speak on this. What what it's someone feel me? Basically, basically what it is. Basically, what it is is that when the red flag happened, obviously I was supposed to come in, but they've said to Latifi, stay out, stay out, stay out. So Latifi stayed out. So Latifi's like, hang on, what do you mean stay out? Basically, um the mess the the, the engineer what didn't actually mean he should stay out. I mean like <laughs> It was weird. It was like English, in his head. English was in his an head, English in, basically. <laughs> yeah, English, no, let's just call it that his English wasn't English in because yeah, but, how can you tell? How can you say stay out? Stay, so Latifi's going in like yeah, when he just because the red flags happen. Hmm. My guy shouted, "Stay out! Stay out! Stay out!" So Latifi's stayed out. Stayed out. Yeah, but. He meant come in, basically. He'll be English, man. What is this, man? You stay out for two hours. You meant just stay into the and stay in the pit lane. But what Latifi's hearing is stay out, stay out, stay out. I can't blame I can't blame Latifi for this because honestly, English was not English in that was poor. That might have to be the name of the pod. English want English in there. <laughs> not gonna lie, it was looking, it was looking nuts. But no. it, that wasn't even the winner of the Mazepin Award. I just needed to know what was going on. I just, no, but, it was guess what? Guess what? Well, it, was even mad. it was it was tight between Hamilton and Pirelli, but Pirelli won thirty oh. percent to twenty six percent. Hamilton um, should have won. Hamilton should have won. <laughs> Listen, Ham- Hamilton can't be immune. Hold on, hold on. What happened to what happened to Bottas? I like. Do you know what? But, no, I'm but, sorry. I think no. I'm sorry. We we're gonna have to veto that. I'm sorry. No, we're putting butter. No, guys. We've been yeah. like the UN. All right. <laughs> what, we have executive decision here. Yeah. So what will we decide? Richard, you vote. Go. I'm just. Uh, I'm saying Bottas. I'm sorry. Bottas. Bottas. I'm saying Bottas as well. Cici, gone. This is not part of my agenda. <laughs> you you want to say Lewis? That's why. Yeah, I know. Say Lewis. Okay, cool. Say Lewis. Say Lewis. No, Lewis no, you lost, no one's giving into my agenda, so I'm not talking no more. I'm, I'm gonna say Lewis. I'm well. <laughs> you don't put me in a weird spot because so you're gonna decide to <laughs> Because I'm sorry, like they put driver safety at um 
that the driver safety, we, we're talking just strict yeah, driver safety, they're absolutely big donuts for this weekend. And the fact that they're saying they're trying to, I mean, they released some, they released some dumb statement on Twitter, basically trying to still shift the blame after that as well. And saying, oh, even Lewis's had um, a cut on the side, so it could be debris or whatever it was. And there was trees on the, on the track or whatever. But at the end of the day, it came down to driver safety and really just a big donut. Step. And the people have spoken. I can't really argue with the people. Hey, do you know what? Yeah, I, I think it's a three-way tie. All of them get him as a pin award. Hamilton, Bottas mm. and Pirelli. Stinkers this weekend. Do better. We'll be back on to you on the next race. You should know the rules. What is that, man? What is that? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, leave him alone. Leave him alone, man. The English weren't English, man. Even, even managing what the engineer said, yeah? Doesn't Latifi have common sense? Like, your engineer told you, you see some red flag. Did you hear the way the guy shouted it? Because you know, even, even the, common even, sense? You know, even the commentator, no, no, like, but it doesn't work that. He was actually shouting. He said, like, literally, on, on God, stay up, stay up, stay up. Everyone else is going in. Everyone else is going in, and you see flag. No, but as a driver, yeah, yeah, and as a driver, you're just supposed to follow what your engineer is saying because your engineer is going to have most of the info. Your engineer is going to have more information than you, and they're directly in contact with the race strategist and the and the you know team leader and all of that. So you, you, you're just going to have to listen to him. As a driver, you just, you, you drive. You know what I mean? If like, I could comprehend that against him. I mean, stay in the pit lane and not go into the box. Uh, sorry. I think Listen, if we're talking about Hamilton, yeah, then you might have a point because obviously Hamilton runs his team. You get me? But Latifi is Latifi. You get me? So <laughs> Latifi is not running his team. Yeah. Latifi is just a guy. So. Yeah, the I English wasn't trying to gain English wasn't English and it's all right. They take the hit and they and they keep it moving. They were out um, of the booth anyways. Listeners, viewers, this is the longest we're ever going to speak about the TV, so to savor it, because we're never <laughs> ever going to speak about this man again, because I don't know who he is. So, as Nam says, we don't know who that man is. Uh, before we go, before we go, we're going to have to speak about this man. Paul DeResto. Absolute howler the whole weekend. The man just needs to rest. He needs to stop talking. Because he's ruining my experience. I was praying for Brundle. Brundle, please come back, man. Don't take holidays. Go everywhere. Because I don't need to hear this, man. You should have put Kwame on there instead. Uh, Kwame, Kwame <laughs> Brundle. Come through, man. Kwame, he's Kwame called Kwame Brundle for a reason. Boy. Shot one bones off for the other. I, 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 know, I know Martin. You know what? You know what? You know, sort of interject. Oh, Richard, you should, have this, you should have this Sunday. Alex Brundle, yeah. you should have this Sunday. He, I think he does um, commentary for F2, isn't it? Like, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. You should have this Sunday, and this one kind of knows a fair bit. So he sounds like him. As well. you it sounds having... like his dad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. That's crazy. He does. He does. It's crazy. But yeah, Paul the Resta, Mr. Agendas, the man that is not, he's not by, he's not partial at all. Premium membership. Just because he gets fair grapes on a uh, Max's jet, that's all it is. <laughs> just because he gets gets her cheese and grapes and wine on Max's jet, and he goes to the bases with him, that's all it is. Cool. It's nasty. Him and Coulthard. Him and Coulthard in the lock in the luggage. Area. I wanted yeah. to mention yeah. Coulthard as well. I thought if we were yeah, going to mention all as well. the rest of it, we should have we should have mentioned Coulthard as well because oh. they were both both of them were. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna describe it because it's gonna be a bit graphic. But don't, don't they were doing a fit. Hella, 
hella hella favors for Max. You know what I mean? Like the way they were leave treating that. him, it leave was just that. it was it was mad. I apologize, like, I listeners, it. viewers. Supposed to be a family pod. This is why I'm not on the pod too much. You know what I mean? Sometimes it gets a bit mad. Um, like, for real, yeah, like, the po- yeah. The, the point yeah, is Paul that the like, David Crawford, just just stop, just stop. Especially following that, what I said last week about commentators and people coming at Lewis. I mean, this one wasn't even like that. Lewis said anything, and they weren't coming for this. But the agenda was just so strong this week, and like, and as, as I said that earlier, when Verstappen overtook Lewis, he was um, just, he was talking the most. And then he went quiet as soon as Verstappen crashed. And then as soon as Lewis made that mistake, he was talking again. Why were you talking? Go back to being silent, my big man. All weekend, it was just going on and on and on. Anyway, yeah, that's it, man. I think that's, that's a good point to end it on. Just, Paul, can you just stop? Because I've had enough, and I, you're ruining my viewing experience. Man, I still watch it with Formula One on mute. I can't even hear engines because of my man. This is nuts. But anyways, uh, this has been a good one. It's been a good race, and uh, thank you for listening. Like, like I said, sign up to our Discord. Follow us on Twitter at pitstopfracker. Please like and subscribe on the video. And uh- Sports Social Podcast Network.